Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome back to the Keith Cheggers podcast. Um, This is officially week 40 of the podcast, which is episode 35. I'm your host. My name's Hannah Norris and I'm here as always with Carl Donnelly, who's my husband husband and father yeah yes um, father that's it. and currently baby whisperer um he has our now six and a half week old daughter on his chest keeping her chilled yeah i've never we've never recorded one i've been in this reclined position <laughs> yeah and um as listeners would know uh we had our baby at week 38 but decided to just keep um recording a few more episodes as we kind of move into parenthood and talking to a couple more guests and kind of rounding this up at week 42, which is the kind of term you can get for a, for a pregnancy. Right? Yes. Um, yeah. We're experts on pregnancy now because we've, <laughs> we've done it. Um, so today we're talking to someone who is still a bit of a novice because she is currently pregnant. Um, she's a comedian and a podcaster and a writer and we've just kind of met each other on Twitter. So we're, we're talking for the first time in person or over Zoom right now. And her name is Julie J. Hello. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Thanks so much for having me on. You're very welcome. You also get to see one of the few people that have uh, met Twyla so far. Since oh, she's, I, I feel honoured. She's such a cutie pie. We did one um, in week 30 of my pregnancy. We spoke to Katie Mulgrew, who's in... Manchester yeah. and oh, she yeah. had her six probably six week yeah, old as well six weeks six week old baby with her so kind of so lovely getting replicated here yeah yeah um and but you're in Ireland we I am I'm like in Ireland Ireland so I'm like as west as you can go at the moment because Where we were we? we were living with so I'm in Kerry Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, so um, we're actually in. I don't know if you heard of Dingle, the Dingle Peninsula. I do know Dingle. I've been to Dingle. Have you? Because yeah. usually, have, I. have you? Oh, yeah. Hannah, it's yeah. No, I do love it. Um, but usually people just think Emmerdale with the Dingles, and I'm like, yes, yes yeah, <laughs> they originate from the Dingle Peninsula. But yeah, so it's great. I mean, like a lot of people, we hadn't intended to be down here because my partner and I are both comedians. Yeah. So we have been living in Dublin and then we were trying to find somewhere in Dublin. It was so hard. And then the pandemic happened. So we just came down here because my family are from here. So we had a little house that we could stay in. So it's all very kind of like accidental. Yeah. But I mean, it was actually quite nice how it worked out. Yeah. We had a similar, because I'm from Australia and we'd gone over there for the Melbourne Comedy Festival because I worked for the festival oh. and Carl was doing a show and we went out a bit early and it got cancelled while we were there. So then we kind of had yes, two yeah. weeks where we were deciding, where, where we kind of got in motion, like we might have to be here in Australia to have have the baby and sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, changing those plans and changing that 
idea of what it was going to be, which was which was weird. How, how's that been for you having to like... I mean, it is like it is probably a bit of upheaval in that I think you always have a plan in your head of what's happening. Yeah. And then with something like the pandemic, obviously the plan goes out the window. But for first pregnancy, I think it probably has affected the experience considerably because, you know, first of all, we didn't think we'd be down here having the baby. And, you know, then like there's all the, the usual stuff that the partners can't come in with you for the scans and stuff. Yeah. I, I presume, was that the same? Was that the same for you guys? Yeah, I couldn't go in for scans. Um, yeah, basically I wasn't allowed into the hospital uh, once we got back from Australia and everything was locked down. Yeah. The first day I was allowed in was basically the birth where yeah. and even then I wasn't allowed in for the first bit where they were checking how far dilated Hannah was it wasn't until he was just in the corridor you know, I had to wait in the corridor <laughs> and it wasn't until Hannah was moved into the actual birth suite we had that that was when they said all right you're you're in but he had a yeah. wristband I realized uh, kind of quite late <laughs> in the day like <laughs> like, a, like a festival wristband yeah, yeah. I said birth partner birth partner <laughs> Now, birth partner not just some random perv hanging yeah, out yeah, yeah. in birth suites getting his fix <laughs> which might well, be me from now on yeah. well yeah, but I think I think that that probably has you know affected it a bit because I know I do feel bad for my partner you know he's kind of like John Draper you know a 1950s 60s husband I kept thinking about Don Draper <laughs> so it's much it's unbelievable I mean did, like all the maternity wards by the way and the maternity hospitals they've been so amazing but they do kind of feel like a Margaret Atwood novel yeah like you yeah. go in and it's just there's like no men it's just you you're there in your own so it is, it is quite strange, but I mean, ultimately, I know this is such a cliche thing to say, the most important thing is that we're so delighted to be pregnant and yeah. having a baby. So, you yeah. know, even if it's during pandemic, grand. Yeah, it's, it. I know, no one could have predicted the world was going to be like this now. And even, even for this recording, uh, this podcast, when people listen to it, and they're going, well, I'm not actually in a pandemic at the moment. So yes. <laughs> this kind of doesn't well, relate this, to me. Oh, exactly. And I am optimistic things are going to get better and it'll all be fine. But yeah, yeah, it's probably been a unique enough experience, I think. Yeah. Yes. Like weirdly, I'd say, you know, obviously there's a lot of negatives in terms of, but there, there's definitely been positives though in terms yes. of the amount of rest you got before yeah. the actual birth. I saw, I saw an article the other day, which... I'm going to say I read, but I didn't. I just read the headline. But it said there's been fewer premature births around the world. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. And because, because people are having more rest and not working right up to the date. Yes. But, but with that as well, because I always had the sense that she was going to come early. Like I was, I would tell people, they're like, they're like, no way, you know, she's, the first pregnancies, you're always late. It always takes ages. But I was like, I think she is. Um, and I wonder as well, because I was well rested and kind of did lots of lying around and not, um, <laughs> wasn't stressed at all in those, yeah. in those last few weeks, that that was part of the reason why she did come early. Yeah. And I think it, there has definitely been positives. Like, for example, I was supposed to be on tour right up, I think, until practically I was giving birth. I had this yeah. tour in and, you know, then Edinburgh, I just kind of cancelled at the last minute because I realised I was going to be too pregnant. Yeah. But I said, to, I said to my partner, actually, from that point of view, it's been a dream, really. Yeah. I have, I, you know, I haven't had to drive around because, you know, the evenings you do get very tired. So yeah. the evening is my time where I'm just like in the pyjamas by six o'clock 
So that's that's been great that yeah. I've kind of avoided all that. It's funny, some of our, the first guests that we spoke to, because at that point I was still making plans to maybe do a tour after the comedy festival and working kind of closer to the due date. And um, first of all, Felicity Ward, she was like, nah, don't do it. We spoke to her when she was 38 weeks pregnant and she was like, oh, I wish wow. I'd stopped working a bit earlier. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then Wendy Wason, who we spoke to with her third child. Yeah, she did a show when she was but nine like months June. yeah she wow. she did a show in edinburgh and she would be backstage and she was nine months pregnant and that was fine and, she, and how did she find us well it was her third child so she was a bit okay. more, you know she knew what she was doing a bit more mm-hmm. but again mm-hmm. she was like i wouldn't do that you know i yeah, kind of did I at th- that time but it was nice it's you should just take the time and rest and I mean, I think, I think, you know, with comedy, it's so all consuming as well as a career. I mean, it is a type of madness in a way. I Like, you know, in any other job, you'd be happy to step back a couple of weeks beforehand. Yeah. In, comedy, in comedy, you're like, no, I want to be up there, you know, to the bitter end. But I think, you know, it's such a special time that... Yeah. Like originally when I found out I was pregnant, I know a few of my male friends, I was really debating whether or not I should do Edinburgh. Yeah. And like any of my male friends, it was so funny. Like they were all like, do it. It'd be great. You'd be like (laughs) Ali Wong up there. It'd be fantastic with the bump. It'd be brilliant. And my female friends who had babies were like, no please yeah, like, yeah. don't do this you know even I one of them said to me Jean, you imagine your water is breaking on the royal mile yeah. when you're surrounded by drama students yeah, is yeah, that yeah. not just your worst nightmare or even like imagine <laughs> imagine having you know every Edinburgh fringe we've all done it that you always have like a couple of shows over the run that are just pretty thankless and hard work oh. imagine 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 that being the day you go into labour after one of them oh. and that's what you remember as well as giving birth. Do you know what? You'd have to just, if it was a really bad show, you'd have to pretend you were having contractions or something and just make it end. You'd, <laughs> It'd be a way out, like, yeah. I think my water's broken. I have to, and just go hide behind the curtain and have a cup of tea or something. Um, so no, I think, you know, again, when I started out, I was all like, oh, it'd be great. I'll gig onto the ring. But now... Obviously, you know, that choice has kind of been removed from the equation, but I, I'm delighted that I didn't have to do that. Yeah. Because yeah. we were going to go to Edinburgh this year. So, Carl, yeah, I was doing you? the show. Okay. And about, and that You'd had it. the posters done. And- I'd had everything sort of I've written half mm. the show and everything. And then, you know, it was all, we were thinking, oh, it'd be cool. We'll take the baby up and she'll be six and a half weeks, seven mm. weeks old. And, we thought it'd be really fun. And she's just heard that and she's not happy about it. <laughs> but she's yeah, like, we, no. But, she wanted to go to Edinburgh. But it's interesting because some people are like, no, I think you're crazy. That's like, I mean, I, w- I wasn't going to be working. I was just going to be taking care of baby. Um, but Carl was going to be doing his show. Um, but I, I, people was like, it's crazy. You know, you want to be at home. But now where we're at, I reckon we could have been in Edinburgh. I could have definitely been up there hanging around and yeah. seeing people and looking after the baby and... I think Carl would have been able to do his show, but yeah, as as we all know, that's not happening this year. It's not happening. And I was kind of, because I was stressing, because no more than that, Carl, like I had, because my partner wasn't doing a show this year and Mm. I was determined to do a show. So I was ready to rock. But no more than that, I had, because I committed to various things, I was looking at this huge bill when I pulled out so I was like oh my god what am I gonna do because this bill is huge so thankfully because it got cancelled it actually kind of saved me in the end from a few bits and bobs yeah speaking 
but I mean again like I mean I've been in Edinburgh and done the whole like support of partner thing when I'm not doing a show and yeah this like this year our plan was you know obviously I was going to be heavily pregnant but you know Fred would be there to kind of provide the support and things yeah but you know I, it's something I would love to do with a baby for sure yeah I mean ne- next year I'd love to do it but yeah. I don't want to be naive about it either yeah yeah I think you know by that time you'll you'll be well aware of what your capacity exactly. is and what you're able to do yeah. and what you're not able to do yeah. like you know we um this so at the moment we're at kind of six seven weeks she's definitely for us she's got a bit more vocal at the moment oh, yeah. you can probably hear in the background she's um she's definitely going through a growth spurt which means she's really started to, she's got some new noises this last few days <laughs> so there's a bit of a um you know it's a risk going oh can we do can we record a podcast while we're sitting here with a baby so we're giving yeah. it a go yeah, uh, so yeah at some it. point i might just have to run off with her into another room and, I think yeah. she's so good. I love it. And I had um with with that thing about changing plans, with for me being in Australia, I had the difficult thing because I'm 40 and we would have if we okay, there, stop. Hang on, press pause. You're one age? I'm 40. 40. Yeah. You literally look, I'm not just saying this, you look like 26, 27. <laughs> nah. I I'm just forced. So I'm, I'm reaching for the moisturizer right now as we're doing this podcast. Is it too late for me? I cannot believe you're 40. You look fab. Oh, thanks. I've, yeah, I feel funny. I feel funny right now. You're <laughs> We were, because um, we were going to be in Melbourne and the idea of having the baby there, we were at my parents' house. So mm-hmm. there was this thing about being in my high school bedroom, having a baby that I just couldn't. I couldn't cope with that. I was like, we have to get back to London. Yeah. And like yeah. for you kind of being in Dingle, is that's where you're saying, is that where your family is? Well, or? they're originally, so they're originally from Dingle and I would have spent like a lot of time here growing up. But mm. actually my parents live in the, in Kildare, so just outside Dublin. So my teenage mm-hmm. bedroom as such right um is in is up there and no more than that it it did kind of feel a bit strange you know even when we were staying with them for the couple of days and you're pregnant it just yeah. there's something because it's regressive it's yeah. bringing you back yes. like my you know my Mark Wahlberg poster is still up there my Marky <laughs> Mark and you just think oh it, just, it, it didn't really sit right with me either um and then you know as, as much as I love my parents I was conscious as well that, you know, we didn't know how long the lockdown was going to go down, uh, go on for. And, you know, you have to have a bit of space as well, especially when you're pregnant. Mm. Well, in a way, you know, we've we've definitely had space. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have. Yeah. It's that thing of like, you know, you can count on one hand really how many people have met the baby and she's yeah. six and a half, seven weeks old. Um, but I know that throughout your pregnancy, you've been doing a blog as well, right? Yes, a pregnant pause. Yeah. yeah, which in a way is is much in much better named than this one because we've we've sent a couple of messages on Twitter and you've called me Keith a couple of times. <laughs> I know because I thought I thought that it was Keith Checkers was the name of the person doing the podcast. I only realised that when it came up, Carol and Anna. I was like, "What's going on?" And yeah. you're so polite because I've been calling you Keith from day one, and she hasn't said anything. Anna's just been relaying that to me and laughing, so it's fine. Yeah, because Keith. Um, when we were trying to name the podcast, uh, Carl told me that Keith Cheggers, so there's a, he was an entertainer, right? Keith Chegwin, yeah. He's yeah. a British entertainer called Keith Chegwin and his nickname was Cheggers. Cheggers, essentially. Okay. And that's. I see me- what they did there, by the well, way. Yeah. Very clever. It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's rhyming it's, slang for preggers. It's preggers. new modern Cockney oh! rhyming slang for 
for being pregnant. So Keith checking triggers. And Hannah found it very amusing that I referred to her being pregnant as that. I uh, love that, Keith Cheggers. <laughs> That's going in the blog this week. Yeah, there that you go. is just brilliant. But I also knew, particularly, like, not, lots of Australian people wouldn't know what it was on about. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hadn't considered the Irish as well. <laughs> so funny. And there's me calling you Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, what a creep. Who's this Keith doing? I was like, you know what? <laughs> it's an easy mistake to make in my defence. I yeah. presume because Cheggers kind of sounds very English, doesn't yeah. it? Like Mr. and Mrs. Cheggers. Yeah. yeah. It completely it makes sense for the name of a podcast to be the person's name who's doing it. St- story checks out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, and I, I had a couple of looks at like I've just I tell you what, like you don't have time to do much stuff. It's true when you've got a baby. My my main thing at the moment is I can't send text messages. It takes me forever, even just to respond <laughs> to a text. So really? once you have a baby, that's for me anyway. That's what I've got no time. Um, because I hold her a lot as well. I'm not very good at putting her down, even though Carl's oh, got her right I'm now. I'm going to be the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so I've had a little look at your blog and I saw um, gestational diabetes. Yeah. Have you got? Oh, yeah. So I have that. Yes. Because I don't think we spoke to anyone who actually no, we haven't talked about it's mooted. That. Like, obviously, you get told about the everyone has a the, go, the, see if they get it. The chances of getting it. Yeah. But think... Yeah. Well, it's gas because everyone tells me, oh, sure, it's so common. And then anyone I ask who's been pregnant, I'm like, did you have it? And they're like, no. <laughs> Well, no, it is apparently, I think it happens to 10% or 15% of pregnant women, Mm -hmm. but it's, yeah, it's a funny one because I'm obviously on the special diet. I found out, I was a bit worried because I found out kind of late in the pregnancy Mm -hmm. that I had gestational diabetes, but they think that I just kind of developed it later on. So. Um, I mean, like, again, I keep saying, like, again, such a hack thing to say in such a cliche, but it is so true that ultimately it doesn't matter as long as the baby's okay, you yes. don't really mind, but it definitely has been an adjustment um, because, you know, you have your glucose meter, by the way, complete respect to anyone who has like proper diabetes, because mm-hmm. it's been a serious learning curve for me. So I have my little glucose meter, so I do my pricks four times a day but it's funny because I'm so bad that my partner has to do it but he seems to be getting some kind of sadistic pleasure in it you know like right. he'll he'll say I don't know was that a good one we'll have to go again and you know this, <laughs> where, where does he prick you what's the what is it it's so it's your fingers so we mm-hmm. alternate the fingers but yeah. um but then hilariously because I was complaining last night, I was like the fingers are getting really sore and he was like we might move on to your thighs or your legs I was like no rubbish <laughs> Um, and then before he he gives an old prick, he always says, I love you, which is really sinister. Yeah. <laughs> I used like to, when I, because we, we did IVF, Hannah had to take, um, what was it, injections? Progest- I can't oh, yeah, progesterone. Progesterone injections, which I had to administer into the bum cheeks. Because I had to move my bum. And, um, yes. and I used to just apologise every time, during it, just I felt guilty every time I did it. I never got used to it. I don't but think you ever just... said I love you. No. Uh, well, yeah, no, that's just EastEnders villain, isn't it? Like, yeah. I love you before the... But it is, I mean, it's even for any friends of mine who had to do those injections, it was always the partner, you know, going to have to do because yeah. 
but but I mean it, it's fine. The diet, as you can imagine, is fairly restrictive. Is that like, like that's no sugar heavy. and stuff? Because it's not just people no. think about sugar. I think people always always assume oh you can't have Mars bars, but they forget that certain fruits are very high in it. Yeah, the, but the, do you know what the fruit is? What I'm missing so much because you see, yeah. I was, and then I think you do. I mean, in pregnancy as well, there's a lot of guilt. So I kind of talk about that a lot in my blog. You mm-hmm. know, that you kind of feel guilty for everything. But I have been eating healthy enough. So I was just surprised to hear that I had it. But they just said, look, it's just kind of the look of the draw kind of thing. Um, But you do question, you're thinking, oh, you know, could I, you know, eat better? But I like that the main things I miss, you know, obviously you can't have the the Mars bars and stuff, but the fruit and, you know, even just nice bread. You know, we have a bakery down the road now. And obviously it's it's the carbohydrate really is what you have to be careful of. Um, so I mean, you know, not, that's not a just a stereotype. Thing. My family's Irish, and uh, the oh, Irish really? diet is relatively high in carbs. I would say. We look. I mean, the spuds. We like. I mean, my favorite sandwich is a potato salad sandwich, and that's not even a joke. I'm just like, get that potato, put it between two slices of bread, and I'm happy. Yeah. Um, but no, I look, and it, it is funny because again, I was saying to you know my partner Fred because I'd have to do a twenty minute walk after each meal. So usually I find by the time I've done the walk after the meal, done washed up after the meal, had my prick, it's time for the next meal. Yeah, so I mean it's just as well I don't have a real job. In a way, in a way, that's preparing you for breastfeeding. Yeah, that's probably very true. Have you been breastfeeding? Yeah, yeah, just ex- exclusively breastfeeding is what they call it. That little acronym is EBF. I've oh, discovered. nice! Um, EBFer. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Twyla has had a little bit of wind, yes. and so I someone... should also say that she has just done a poo. Just to anyone, just ah, uh, look, we all have China, no that. judgment there. <laughs> I'm surprised Honestly. we didn't hear it. You must have it taken was... the microphone away. From I did. Well, it's also okay. The mic's aiming at my mouth, which is not aiming at her bum. <laughs> she looks quite happy for somebody's just well, she's totally sleep. chilled out now. Once she doesn't, she, she, she got a bit fiddly for about five minutes. And then she, once it comes out, she's zen. It's the release. I love yeah. it. But it's um with with the wind. I got told yesterday that after feeding her, I should keep her sat upright for twenty minutes because okay. I haven't been I haven't necessarily been I haven't been burping her all the time or things like that. And someone just suggested that's a way to do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And that suddenly after you've fed, you're supposed to do both breasts. So you have a go on one, try and wake her up a little bit, do the second one, then hold her up for twenty minutes, and then it's time. To go again, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Time to go again, yeah. And and how have you been finding it? Because I do really want to breastfeed. Yeah. Um, I keep saying that at the appointments when they ask me because they are, you know, they ask you all the time. Are you still planning on breastfeeding? And you're like, yeah. I mean, I hope so, but yeah. you know, I really hope like you know it works out okay because I'd love to do it. Um. Yeah. I was, you know, I was determined to do that. And for me, actually, I've been very lucky. It's been going very smoothly. Yeah. Great. Um, However, it was on maybe day three or four. So the first couple of days I was like, oh, this is easy. It's just really happening fine. And she was, she could latch on. Again, there's all these words that you, we just talk, we talk about poo. Like it's true. We just talk about poo all the oh, time. Uh, yeah. All the time. It's so boring. Um, but, but yeah, she latched on fine and she could feed fine. And then when my milk came in, which was like day three or four, okay. she kind of started fussing a bit more and freaked out and wouldn't, wouldn't go on properly. And mm-hmm. then that freaked me out a bit. Mm. But um so we straight away got in touch with a breastfeeding person, consultant person. So we did a, a course, NCT course, which is like a pre antenatal course 
mm-hmm. and we had a breastfeeding session there with this woman who's amazing so Great. we got in touch with her and that kind of got things sorted just straight away which I recommend if if you do find you have any trouble it, like just reach out for help early on to yeah. kind of a lactation consultant or someone like that because she just she um, consulted with us over zoom and just yeah got me to try different holds and see mm-hmm. just was like looking at her and seeing how what the problem might be yeah. and but she was very good because like, I think I again this is I'm a, I'm a man so obviously I'm, I'm sort of have probably diff, very different sort of just what I've learned over the years but I think you were saying like I think the way breastfeeding is discussed it is discussed as being hard mm. yeah uh, in terms of physically not the actual just the actual sort of hours involved in the early days but actually the physical act of it often gets discussed as if it's really difficult and then this Cordelia the breastfeeding consultant she was really positive and said like no like what was the statistic like 96 percent of women can breastfeed yeah 97 percent of women can breastfeed. can breastfeed but the problem is it, it can be tricky if you don't learn the mm. right latch for your baby so what she mm-hmm. she just makes it sound so positive and she sort of basically got Hannah to just work through each different type of hold until we found one that Twyla liked and felt comfortable with. And once she found that, it was great. And it was like, I think we're lucky because we did NCT and it's quite a middle-class thing to do. It's expensive, uh, so it's a luxury and a privilege. But, you know, I do think there should be more support for helping women learn that breastfeeding isn't impossible. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what I've learned. Yeah. Actually, it's much more possible with some support and guidance yeah so through yeah. well she has a um there's a facebook group that i'm part of with that and it's that's been so useful just to check in and see problems that other people are having and there's another fake there's a couple of breastfeeding people on facebook that i follow now and i read all that stuff quite a lot at the moment because just mm-hmm. if little issues come up or little things that's been a really good um network and support i think to help to keep it yeah, that's great yeah because yeah. I think I think that sometimes you know especially obviously you're hormonal and you as women you, I mean we tend to be very hard on ourselves anyway but I can mm. imagine after birth you know if it doesn't happen straight away your mind straight immediately goes to that place of this isn't going to work and yeah. I need to feed my baby and this isn't happening for me but it's nice to know that there are strategies you can use you yeah. know that it's not the case of oh the baby doesn't latch on straight away it's not going to happen it's there's different strategies that you can actually apply and get it going because I think I mean that's the thing that like you know women are so hard to themselves and the breastfeeding does seem to be something that if you know a woman isn't comfortable with it or it doesn't feel it's working for her uh, you know sometimes maybe she can feel a bit isolated that, mm. so it's good to know that there are supports out there for for people yeah and it's definitely that thing when when we did these little classes that was one of my first questions about how how does breastfeeding even work because it's because culturally now we're not in environments where you're with other women who are breastfeeding or mm. kind of in those tribal situations or however or in family groups so I was like I've never I've never seen breastfeeding like if my if I've got friends who feed a baby I don't look at it I'm like I'm cool with this so I'm not looking at yeah. your tip right yeah, now yeah yeah, yeah that's doing very that true so yeah. got them little weird covers that they have like them sort of they put a big muslin over the top or something. Is that? Yeah. You are in a sort of, you know, quite a repressed. Yeah, it's like, it's like a pride. It's like, it's seen as a very, oh, you need to keep that private. Whereas yeah. as you say, if you were actually watching people doing it, you know, we obviously learn by seeing, by doing that yeah. you would then, 
apply it in a certain yeah that's yeah so I was like I don't even know what it how it is or what it looks like yeah and so so doing those bits of learning was really yeah it was really just important for me to go mm-hmm. okay this is this is how it works mm-hmm. um so yeah I'm really glad and again yeah f- friends going it's hard you're gonna have a hard time and people who are supplementing bits of formula or bottles but yeah I've been able to just 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 my boobs and things like a magical thing isn't it I mean it's insane when you think about the female body it just blows my mind all we all we can do it's just I think I think Carl finds it more like I'm just so used to it it's like this is what happens it's so strange because you know it's that thing of sometimes Twyla will get oh she's getting worked up a bit now I need to go and change this nappy in a second but um you know she'll be really tired or know quite she'll get quite worked up because she's clearly got something going on she can't work Mm -hmm. out and that's what you realize is like before you before they come along you're like you 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 think the crying is going to be really hard for like because it's loud and it's oh Mm -hmm. my god but actually the crying is trouble trouble troubling because Mm -hmm. you know that there's something going on that they can't understand yeah they don't have the understanding to work out why suddenly their stomach feels different it's just a bit of gas or you know, you just, once you put yourself in their mind, you're like, oh yeah, obviously it's just traumatic for them because they can't vocalise what's going on. So she just thinks she's going to die. All she the thinks time. she's going to explode. <laughs> yeah. She's got gas. She gonna thinks explode. she's going to blow up. Right? I know. So, well, Fred, my partner, was saying that he was like, he was saying probably every time you leave a room, a baby's like, are they coming back or exactly what's it. the what's the story? But no matter how you know emotional she gets, like it's that moment where if it's if it's hunger related, even sometimes if it's not, you know, Hannah will just plop her on a breast and suddenly it's like just she goes into this total state of peace and it's 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 amazing to witness it is it is just yeah no it's insane I really I really hope it goes okay I think you're right Hannah as well that sometimes the language around it can be quite negative like you know when people say it's gonna be hard and Mm -hmm. it's not you know so you're kind of I don't necessarily want to go into with that mindset either I mean Fred my partner now he's the same in that he's just so excited to witness the process yeah. like even the, <laughs> he's laughing because the other day he was like when's the milk happening and I was like <laughs> okay please can we discuss this at home we're currently in a supermarket thank yeah. you but I think he just he just can't get his head around it that it's just this amazing thing that your body can do the fact that like my body can feed a baby yeah it's so primal and it's just it's it blows my mind completely yeah Get yourself some gas and air and breathe deeply. We're talking on the phone while he had his arm inside my vagina. In my head, I was saying, could you go and see if the anaesthetist is free? And what I was actually saying out loud was, help me. CD player doesn't work. I was like, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm the fucking CD player. Where's my playlist? That's One Torn Every Minute with me, Beth Murray. Available now from Great Big Owl. Help me. 
So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. I mean, I definitely had that experience throughout this podcast as well that we kind of talked about the birth and breastfeeding and all those sorts mm-hmm. of things in a very positive way and the things that yeah. I wanted from it and that we wanted yeah. from it. And we sort of, there'd be some people that would be like, oh, yeah, good luck with that. Or friends of mine who listen to it are like, yeah, you know, it's nice. It's, it's funny to hear you talking about these things because it's not like that at all. The birth's going to be like this or breastfeeding's going to be like this. But, in fact, it's all been really good, like my birth was or her birth, our birth, <laughs> was really was really positive and kind of like I wanted it to be. And now that breastfeeding's going all right. Yeah. I do think, it's, I, you know, obviously I think it's, you can't just will everything to happen. No. But I think if you're, I think watching Hannah's positivity about these things definitely I think has influenced how they've panned out. Yeah, and and did you guys do the hypnobirthing? Did you do that? Sort of. Sort of, yeah. We've we've read the hypnobirthing book and then I I made a hypnobirthing playlist that we played during the birth. Oh, we have our playlist. Yeah, we've it all done. A lot of beach boys. That's what we're going for. A lot of beach boys on the playlist. Meditation music. I just, I've got loads of weird hippie meditation music that I made. I made. I it think I'll on. be needing some of that too. You can look at we, yeah. we put it's on Spotify. Keith Chegger's hypnobirthing. Keith Chegger's hypnobirthing. Oh my god! I'm gonna so check that out. Just quickly, that reminds me. There's a new one I've set up. Yeah. Which is Keith Chegger's uh, newborn evening, which is for the <laughs> evening. Loads of meditative stuff and you know stuff oh when you're god, trying you to calm to, a baby at night time. You have to do that one. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. yeah um but yeah so hypnobirthing because I'm an actor as well um I kind of was like I sort of get get the idea of it with focus and breath Mm -hmm. and so for me I mainly did just acting (laughs) acting exercises and breathe deep yeah yeah my voice and things like that but we definitely there was a sense of that in the room wasn't there oh yeah I mean I was just it's that thing I sort of sat back because we were in this big birthing room and Hannah mm-hmm. was just walking around with, when the contractions were building throughout the day, mm-hmm. just breathing through it. And every time I could see one come in, because she was attached to this like sort of wireless monitor. So on mm-hmm. the screen, I could see when the contractions were building. And I'd watch oh, them. Wow. Hannah's breathing starting. Like, it was really impressive to watch. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was amazing. I do think that breathing really helps. Yeah. Um, I'm I think because we've, change nappy, so okay. we've done it. We've done a hypnobirthing course now. And yeah. I think more than that, it's, probably a bit of a buffet situation like we're going to take some elements exactly. from it um but I think the, for me the breathing 
like uh, I mean I'm even applying that already yeah and I find it's great yeah definitely and it's nice that the like it's nice that the language around it is positive as well so again that's something that I'd love to bring with me into the birth but I am being a bit kind of realistic as well especially because I probably will I, I'll either be probably induced or get a c-section yeah that you know it's it probably will be quite a medical birth as they call it with the with the hypnobirthing so you know I was saying to Fred if I can take some elements from it I think that's a good thing and there's definitely a lot in it that is very positive yeah I think you um you can take some of that control definitely into the birth room because I ended up I was in the labor ward um Mm -hmm. because I had my platelets were dropping and so I had to they wanted to monitor my blood and so I was attached to a monitor for her heartbeat my contractions and also I had this it's because I'm a transalzamic acid that I had to have early on which was to do with my clotting and I had a drip on me at some point so I was more in the labor ward Mm -hmm. but it was still um we were still able to create that space for what was Mm -hmm. right for us Mm -hmm. so I think if you if you take that in with that sort of intention Mm -hmm. with a confidence I suppose about what you want then uh, hopefully they'll be willing to adapt um their ideas I mean I I, like I hope so and I think it's no harm anyway you know with the hypnobirthing a lot of it is kind of asserting what you would like to happen Mm -hmm. and like that's something I probably need in every aspect of my life because I am the least assertive person ever yeah so I think even that is a good thing you know to know that you you can you can ask for certain things or say what you'd like to happen yeah Um, like I mean that's kind of completely alien to me really so it's it's good to know that before you go in that you can do that well I think because they were talking about induction for me and for me that was like I was like I don't want to do that I don't want to do that I don't want to do that so part of that I also think was in my head with how she came early because they they were you know the week after they were like well we'll talk next week about an induction I'm like I don't want to I know and you see the thing with an induction is is that I like I, I, I don't necessarily it probably, I probably will end up having to do it, but it's mm-hmm. not something I necessarily want because I do kind of believe that the baby knows when it want to come, when yeah. it wants to come out itself. Yeah. So it's it's something that I feel like you're kind of disrupting the flow a bit to induce it, even though I know there's medical reasons why you have to do that sometimes. But yeah. I really, I really would prefer if the baby came naturally. And so. What, when are they talking about doing that for you? So they were saying, so I'm 31 weeks now and the baby yeah. is, they think that when I, I know they can be off with the weight, but they think the baby is about five and a half pounds now. So like, yeah. you know, it's a big baby at this stage. Yeah. So I think maybe from like 37 weeks, they had said 36 initially, which seems so early, but then they were saying maybe 37. Yeah. Um. But I, I really would like him to be in there for as long as possible. You know, as long as he's happy. Yeah. Because with Twyla, she was she was massive as well in in all was the scans. Yeah. We called her nickname was Massive Janet the whole time because That's so funny. She was like ninetieth percentile, ninety five percentile all the way through, and then kind of I think it was the thirty two week scan where suddenly she was seventy percent or something. Okay. When you she, see, they can be wrong. So many friends yeah. of mine have said that, like. I would say the vast majority of my friends have told me that they were completely wrong when it came yeah. to the weight of the baby. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess then that's something for you to 
still be considering in terms of the induction <laughs> yeah I um, mean it is and look if we have to we have to as well but yeah. I mean I really would prefer not to if at if yeah. all possible yeah there was this little I read a there's a writer called Millie Hill who's does this thing called the positive birth movement mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. written a book called give birth like a feminist and another book oh, wow. called the positive birth book and she talks a lot about the way feminism isn't necessarily in the birth room and we don't have the same, we kind of don't have our rights or um, speak up for ourselves in the same mm-hmm. way that we could in other situations mm-hmm. in our lives. And there's an acronym that she uses in, when you have any kind of discussions with medical professionals, which is BRAINS. So you ask them, what are the benefits? What are the risks? What are the alternatives? What's my instinct saying? What happens if I do nothing? And those, if you, so if you are advised with anything and you don't necessarily feel comfortable about it, Mm -hmm. just to get that spectrum of, of choices about what the alternatives are. Yeah. Yeah, It's just, it's just really good to, um, to, and I, I found that quite intimidating as well. Cause when I was seeing a hematologist as well as a, um, a birth person, can't even remember the names of that anymore. Um, but seeing the hematologist and trying to kind of talk with her about why I might not want to do these medical things Mm -hmm. um, still felt intimidating, particularly because I was in the room by myself as well at the moment. I mean, that's a big thing, isn't it? It's a lot easier when your partner's with you and you're both on the same page. Yeah. And just having that backup, that second voice to go, if you forget something or to ask a question. Yeah. But um, I found that still really valuable because I got some answers and, and I got the answers to those alternatives and, and things. So I think that's mm-hmm. a, that's, that'd be worth taking in and having those conversations with them. And I, I love that acronym actually, yeah. because it really, it, it's kind of empowering because yeah. all you're, all you're doing really is asking questions. Yeah. 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 That it's not just, this is what it has to be. So. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And what about for you? Is there any other things that you're thinking about or the core questions that you have or how's how's it generally going? In in terms of the pregnancy. pregnancy yeah. Birth, I mean, like we're kind of at this point now, I mean, I'm so excited to meet the baby. I yeah. just can't wait. And, you know, he's so active and it's funny because you kind of feel like you really know them and they have yeah. a little personality already. It's just so surreal. Um, and it's just been so lovely because I think, you know, we've been trying to get pregnant for a long time. Yeah. So every moment is just so special because when you didn't think it would happen, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just every single part of it. I just yeah. have been enjoying so much. And this week now we've started to get stuff for the nursery and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So I, it's just, it's really coming to life. I just can't wait now to yeah. meet the baby. I think now the overriding feeling will be one of excitement. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I think to a certain extent, you know, with the, we did the hypnobirthing and, you know, the antenatal stuff and all that, it's almost like, you know, when you're armed with such an amount of information, you just kind of want to apply it now, like go through the yeah. experience and see, you know, what, what happens. But yeah. I mean, I, I'm super excited. I probably, I'd say for my second trimester, I was quite anxious. Yeah. Um, the third trimester I was the one where I'm kind of back on track and just feeling super pumped about it all and you know I'm in a really positive place there with it which is great yeah yeah that's cool I mean I think for me yeah I've I've realized now I'm looking at pregnant women on the streets and going I loved be I loved being pregnant oh I, really, I so do I yeah just interesting like those things again 
as a woman, it was a time that I really loved my body as well and was like, absolutely amazing what it can do. And I felt, I felt great with my stomach and knowing that she was growing and that everything I was doing was about kind of building this new human. Yeah. And it, it does feel like, I think being pregnant again, because I just didn't think it was going to happen for me. Yeah. It, it feels, I never thought that I'd be part of this really special club. Yeah, and I just feel so lucky to be part of it. And I, I just, I love my bump. I love that people see your bump, and people are so kind as yeah. well. You know, when they see you have the little bump, and they're letting you skip a queue or asking yeah, yeah. if you need help, or I just think it's kind of like reaffirmed my, I guess, like my belief in humanity in a way because just general kindness is just off the charts when yeah. people see that you're pregnant or even just you know people asking you go into a shop or a cafe or whatever and people ask when are you due and like it's it's so lovely um I, I just loved being pregnant like I, I've said to Fred I'm probably gonna miss being pregnant yeah. I think as well um so I'm just trying to enjoy every minute of it yeah I think so. I think um there's part of me that can't remember that feeling anymore, but I know, I know that I loved it. And it's the same with her, just how quickly and, and kind of making the most of all those, all those moments throughout the whole way along, because even at six weeks, she's grown so much already. I know. And like last night she was asleep on me and I was going, I have to put her down, but I was like, I don't, I don't want to put her down. I just want her here. And Carl was like, well, you know, she's not going to be that little and able to scrunch up that much on you for much longer so just yeah. let her let her sleep there and so yeah just making the most and and enjoying and yeah valuing all the little steps yeah. along the way and it's, it's got, I'd say it's gonna go so fast like mm-hmm. that's the thing I mean I know everyone says when you have the small baby as well that it goes so fast but already I haven't even met the baby yet and I'm just like oh I just want him to be small forever you know yeah. it's that kind of thing that you just you know, even like when we had the little baby bath yesterday and we put together a changing table, I just, yeah. my heart was bursting. I, yeah. It was just so, I was like, he's going to be lying on the bath. I just yeah. I couldn't handle it. And then Fred was like, this is a great place to store cans until the baby comes along. And I was like, that's also true. It's a great place for beers. Yeah, yeah we had, we've got some things like that that we'd, we'd sorted. But definitely getting the, getting the place ready bef- early is a good is a good thing I mean we're so early but it's just we couldn't help it because we're so impatient like that's why we found out the sex and everything we just have no patience we're like two children ourselves so that's why we said we'd start doing the bits and the bobs yeah because you know with her coming at 38 weeks that was one thing on the day that she was born I'd sort of drafted my birth plan but I hadn't properly written it so Mm -hmm. I was walking around the kitchen having contractions and making Carl on my laptop just finish the birth plan and print it out so we could take it in with us so that's that's another thing to yeah it's make sure it, you... everyone says get it done early but I think um get, get it done definitely earlier than even that like it was two weeks before the due yeah. date and we hadn't done it and yeah we, we ended up having to do it in because I, I did it on you know the baby center app which I found great so he there's a birth plan on that with different choices and okay. stuff and, so I, I did that, but then I was like, I really need to get a printer. And no more than that, like, I know it's going to be like, my waters will have broken and I'll be wandering around truly looking for an internet <laughs> yeah. cafe. Yeah. Saying, Does any, can I just print one page, please? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe you have to handwrite it. 
I mean, I could. I mean, I'm just so lazy. I love when I'm like, I have to get a printer. It's like you could just write it, Judy. Yeah, it's yeah. 10 sentences. Come yeah. on. So I might, I might do that for the baby. Make Again, that, that was a thing that our, our, our one definitely got respected and listened to, didn't it? Yeah. To the fact that we have Did the placenta in the freezer. <laughs> do you know what? I really want to keep that yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're fine. I mean, I, like people do ask to do that. So it's yeah, you just, okay. just have it on your birth plan because, again, at the time you might forget yeah. to mention yeah. it once the baby's just been born and they're yeah. cleaning up all around you. Yeah. So make sure you have it written down. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's very true. I need to make sure of that one as well. Yeah. 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 Um. I don't know if there's, is there anything you want to ask of us or anything? Anything I want to ask. Can I ask? This is terrible because it's it's like every woman I like ask secretly, did you have, did you have an epidural? I didn't. Oh, you're so, because I really think I'm going to get one. I have so minimal pain threshold and yeah. I really don't want to get an epidural. I really want to stay strong. But I just don't know, am I going to have the willpower? No, it's, did, did you find, was it the breathing that helped you? Was Definitely that... the breathing helped me. Okay. Um, I, as well, I found the pain really interest. like, you know, in terms of kind of hypnobirthing and way that say, don't talk about pain. Like I, mm-hmm. I didn't really feel it as pain that much. Okay. They were, it was like in, it was kind of like period pain to start off with the contractions. Right. Got yeah. A bit stronger. Um, but it was so interesting being hooked up to this monitor with the contractions. I could see how much my brain had influence over them. Wow. So a point where I really went very Zen and kind of breathed very deeply and sat down and went into this almost like a meditation yeah. state. I saw the contractions drop right down and I was like, okay, well, that's not good actually, because I need to be down. having a baby. So I mm-hmm. got up and started walking around and then they started moving again and the one main one was my waters didn't break until late in the day I was already quite dilated I was already fully dilated before my waters broke wow and they exploded me neither yeah they exploded all over the midwife it was pretty (laughs) what oh wow yeah. Okay, because that's like, I mean, that's like horror film stuff, yeah. by the way, like exploding <laughs> yeah. out of it. But I, I thought you, the waters broke first. Yeah, they didn't. Didn't yeah. know that. Contractions and then, and then waters broke like late in the day. And um, yeah, so they hadn't broken. And I said out loud, I mean, no, I said in my head, I was like, come on, waters, it's time to break. And this contraction mm-hmm. just went Pow! like it was it absolutely spiked. So just knowing what's, you know, the power of your mind in there is that's real like that's like matrix stuff isn't it <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> just expecting you to say and then keanu reeves walked yeah, in yeah. and i'm like um but but so uh, you must have been so happy you didn't get the epidural were you because anyone i've spoken to that hasn't got it is like it's tough but i'm so delighted i didn't get it yeah i think i mean yes but I also was open to the fact if that was something that needed to happen, then yeah. I was fine with that. So yeah. it's it's just good that you can have the option and you know that that's there if it gets mm-hmm. to that point and you don't feel like you you feel like it's too much for you and that's mm-hmm. that's that's not a big deal. Like once you're in the room, it is whatever whatever goes is what's gonna what's yeah. gonna help. 
Because I think, you know, having spoken to like, say, even my friends and stuff who've had epidurals and those who haven't, you know, I, I, I would love not to have it. But I was laughing because the last hypnobirthing course I did, they showed a video of, you know, say like a baby, you know, where a mother has had an epidural immediately mm -hmm. after the birth versus a non-medicated birth. And, you know, it was, it was actually, cause then I felt massively guilty because the baby in the epidural birth was kind of a bit drowsy, like almost strung out a bit. Yeah. And then I was thinking, oh, that's terrible now. Cause I'm going to have that visual in my head. You know, if they offer you an epidural, which is kind of, I don't know, it's, it was a bit disappointing because I mean, so many people have epidurals and yeah. the babies are grand, yeah. but they were just kind of contrasting, you know, the, the baby in the non-medicated birth was a lot more alert yeah, versus the baby who was a little bit drowsy from the epidural. And I, I was like, God, I kind of hate now that that'll be in the back of my head when you're yeah. trying to make the choice for you. I think what's the one that is very transferable through it's the placenta, the, um, the, the opiate one. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. Diamorphine. Diamorphine. That's one that's often oh, used. Not a, is, is, uh, that, is that more transferable, Carol? That, that yeah. one is really, yeah, that one they say your baby will be much more drowsy when they come out because that one is okay. really transferable because it's, mor it's morphine, essentially. Yeah. And um, so um, that was the one I think you would, you would. That was the one I was like, I'm not going to do that. Definitely, yeah. That I didn't so want to do that. I, like, you know, I would have done an epidural above know. that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that, but that's really good to know. Yeah. And um I think as well like there's you sh there should be no shame about what choice you I make know. or what happens. Yeah. And whatever babies come out in different ways however they're born, you know, yeah, like yeah. whether they're drowsy or whether whether they wake up whether they're out and they're screaming straight away like mm -hmm. that's um it's it's once you're in the room. Like we we I've I've always saw myself as a vegan hippie like i thought i'd be in the room just chanting and you know like <laughs> the baby would walk out and we'd all hug as a family or something but actually once you get into that final sort of stretch the hour and a half where this baby's about to come out it's so intense and like it's really full-on not not in a bad way but in a really like emotional heightened sense of like this is so big um that you know i've anything they could make they could have asked me to sacrifice a goat at that point and i would have done yeah. it yeah yeah I, I can that, imagine because the momentum is such that it's yes. all about just this baby is on yeah, is yeah. on the way so and that's why i think people shouldn't be judged for their decisions at that point because it is so no. intense yeah yeah and that's i did end up i had an episiotomy which is again something i was like i don't really want to do that but mm -hmm. uh, during that last the last stretch pushing her out that was just they suggested it and I was like whatever is going to help get her out at this stage yeah. is what I'll do mm -hmm. she was there you could see her and one thing I would suggest is to actually look at the anatomy of how a baby comes out because that was one thing I didn't understand in that last pushing time um I didn't feel pain necessarily they were just like just put like you've got to push down push 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 and that she had to get around this corner and I couldn't picture what they were talking about and that for me was what was I was finding difficult in that last section of trying to push her out. So that's something I'd recommend just oh, to look at. That's how they in out. terms of the birth canal because it's kind of yeah. like a J, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get to a yeah. point and then kind of have to, yeah, move and come upwards and. Well, something. actually, that's very true because if you had a visual in your mind, yeah. it would probably it would probably help. Yeah. 
seeing as I'd seen the power of my mind on the screen. <laughs> I can't get over that. And yeah. I can't get over that your waters broke after the fact. That's yeah. just crazy. Yeah. And when it happened, when they did break, I thought I'd done a massive diarrhea shit over everybody because it was like, it was an explosion. It was and like, so, you know, those fire hydrants in New York yeah, and you always right. see the kids like playing in them. It was, it was that kind of thing. It was, it was. It happened. I just turned to Carl and I was like, is that poo? Did I just poo? And he was like, no, that was your waters. It's insane. So, I yeah. didn't know that now. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's, but isn't that why it's good to talk as well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I know there would, I'd be here on the side of a mountain in Dingle waiting for my waters to break. Yeah. And it's like, no, that might necessarily happen. <laughs> yeah. That happened too. I, I started, my contractions really started kind of at seven o'clock in the morning. She was born at 7 p.m. Um, and my waters broke at five. Wow. Yeah. That is so interesting. Yeah. Well, she's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, she's, she's, such a, good. she's such a good baby, by the way. Isn't Carl's she? a very calming influence. So she um she responds to that in the same way that I do. <laughs> I'm getting that vibe from Carl. Thankfully, my partner is very zen as well. Because yeah. honestly, there's only room for one neurotic in this relationship. And that's <laughs> I me. I, know, I think I know Fred. I bet you do. Yeah, He's got ginger hair. Yeah, I know Fred. I think we've and been he, together a number of times. And he plays the guitar. Yeah, and, that's, we, we, yeah. did, we met um, in Kilkenny years back. And then I saw him in Edinburgh last year, I think. Oh, that's it. Do you know what? And his show last year was so, so good. But it was really hard. The venue he was in. Yeah, I, think I know. I remember. I talked to him. Oh, that, that, it was that, a bit that, off the beaten track for him. So I yeah. felt really bad because the show was so great. Yeah. And you know yourself with Edinburgh, it's like if you say to someone, it's just 10 minutes down yeah, there, yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. forget it. I don't have, I don't have 10 he'll be, minutes. I can imagine there. Fred being a good, he'll be a good dad. He'll, have, he'll, he'll enjoy it. He'll have fun because he's, you know, I know he's, his, his, his temperament. Yeah, well, he's he's a big kid himself. So, yeah, exactly. uh, Yeah. And I, I was delighted as well, like when I found out it was a little boy, because I was like, a mini Fred, two yeah. Freds. I'm so, like Fred's running joke, Anna, is that he's like, what does he say about himself? He's like, oh, he's like an Ed Sheeran if he let himself go. Like that kind of, yeah, he's, right. like, he's yeah. a real kind of ginger, wears the checkered shirts, all that yeah. kind of thing. But I just can't wait. My dream is to have a mini Fred for Christmas, dress him up in an Ed Sheeran shirt. Now, Fred is saying no to this, but it's happening. And then Fred is also going to have a matching shirt. That's what yeah. I'm doing. I'm going, I'm going American Christmas card on it. Okay, yes. that's what <laughs> Do it. <laughs> so you should, um, we did an episode yeah, of this with that. Josh Howie, comedian, who basically, because when we interviewed Josh's um, wife, Monique, who's a child psychologist and she's had five children and we talked she talked us through her births and stories and basically she said that Josh was the best birth partner you could ever imagine to the point that the midwife at the first birth literally said to Josh after the birth you're the best birth partner I've ever seen in my history of being a midwife (laughs) so so we did an episode with Josh to talk through what it takes to be a good birth partner so tell Fred to have a listen before oh my god I love that and and what what like what was it that he was you know basically I mean, the, the main crux of what josh was getting at which i really took on board was mm-hmm. more there as a sort of obviously you're there for support for your partner but you're also there as an almost go-between between the your partner and the midwives at the point of like when it gets very heightened that your partner might be in such a sort of heightened state of emotion that 
she might not be taking on board what the midwives are saying because they're mm-hmm. talking in very medical terms. So you've almost got to translate it into, right, this is what they want you to do, but you're saying it from you as somebody they trust. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, that, yeah, you're like a sort of go-between. And that definitely really works. Like Carl was behind me in my ear and the midwives were down the, the business end and they were saying things like, you're doing a great job, you're doing a great job. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily believe them. And then Carl would say, you're being amazing. And I'm like, okay, I believe Cause that. Because I, could, I, could, I, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help looking down as well. So I was, I was also able to see the progress, whereas Hannah couldn't. So when Hannah was fit, Hannah felt like she was hitting a wall when it wasn't, they hadn't, while I wasn't moving out, I could actually say, no, they're, they're, they're telling the truth. She's, you can literally see her head. Whereas I was like, who's these strangers pretending that it's, it's all good yeah, and yeah, nothing's yeah, happening? Yeah. yeah. So that's what but I, 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 I love that, that like, you know, the partner being empowered as well is so lovely. Yes. Yeah you know that they have a role it's really really important and, also and a the, respect and in the early part, <laughs> oh, the early yeah. part of the day, just the first part of the day when everything's actually quite chilled but you know Hannah was going through contractions I found it I just felt like you you've got to know when to just shut up and let mm-hmm. them do it you've got to know when to get them a snack or change the music or have a laugh and a chat and like do you know you just got to basically just yeah just just be changeable and Mm -hmm. malleable Mm -hmm. and if you're not good at that yet just start practicing asking him to do things for you (laughs) I I, I am gonna do that because I'm so bad I'm such a control freak and I realize now before the birth I need to start yeah you know letting Fred load the dishwasher however he Mm -hmm. wants there's no right or wrong way (laughs) come on stop it yeah. So no, I do you know what? And he's been so doughty and he's so into it, the whole thing. Yeah. That I just I just can't wait. And I really hope in that moment that he feels he's as part of it as I am would be lovely. Yeah. yeah. Well, we hope hopefully we'll get to meet you all at Edinburgh next oh, year. Hopefully. Oh, do you know what with <laughs> our babies? babies. Can hang out. Yeah. It's gonna happen and the yeah. babies are gonna have a play date and be best buds. Yeah. <laughs> it's sorry, Twyla, you've no choice. You have to be best friends with my son. She's fine. <laughs> Guys, it was so lovely to meet yeah, you. Yeah, you too. Thank you so you much too. for talking to us. And good Thanks. luck. Oh, good thank luck. you so yeah. much, Anna. Thank you. Pencil. An actor of my experience, you just get run dry. A podcast sitcom with Anna Crilly and Tony Gardner. I played, I played yeah. Edmund Gelder and he played Fanny Snatch. The Observer called it a lovely thing. Wonderfully funny, pitched perfectly, produced with a light touch. I'm not having any more of this. I need you to pull me off immediately. Heavy Pencil from Great Big Owl. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.